welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I am the founder of Virtually Done. It makes me so happy that you're here listening to these episodes. So please do feel free to tag me on social media and let me know what you think. I really hope you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can implement into your business. So let's dive in. end of 2020 I went through all of my notebooks and journals just kind of out of curiosity more than anything to see if there was any notes that I made that you know I went on to implement or anything that I wrote down that I totally forgot about I was just sort of in this real reflective headspace and as I was going through I noticed some really interesting things because you know people ask me quite often what took my business from doing you know, okay and consistent every month to like shooting up to where it is now because it it felt like it happened overnight. And I think for everybody else watching from the outside in, it probably looked like it happened overnight as well. So I get that question a lot and I'm always like, I don't know, what did I do? (laughs) I'm never really certain um, exactly what it was that that took the business to the six figures that it got last year. Um, And then when I was going through my journals at the end of the year, I kind of was seeing this recurring pattern of things that kept coming up that I was writing about, that I was taking notes on, and I've put them into 10 different things. And I think these are my 10 key lessons that I took from last year, implemented in my business, and then that had a a really positive knock-on effect. So unfortunately, I can't just give you one thing and say, this thing is going to take your business from where you are now to where you want to be. But I do think that these 10 things action together really made a difference so I'm going to try and keep it brief I'm going to try not to ramble but I'm going to go through all 10 of these things so the first one was creating an ideal product suite so I don't know about you guys but I kind of started offering something initially when I started the business and then I saw other people offering different things and then some people told me to offer certain things and not offer others and my product suite became molded by my environment and the people around me and the things I was being told to do or not to do and what that meant was that I had this product suite that kind of worked but it wasn't necessarily where my heart was it wasn't necessarily what I loved doing it was more focused on what's profitable what others are doing you know what other people are doing that's successful rather than what I actually wanted to offer so what I did earlier in the year was I mapped out what my ideal product suite would look like So in an ideal world, what would I be doing? What would I be offering? Um, And who to? And it wasn't until then that I realized how out of alignment I was with my offers at the time. So I kind of switched and started offering something slightly different that just felt really good to me. And it might not have made sense, you know, from a, in terms of like profit or it might not have made sense in terms of what my competition were doing, if you like, but it made sense to me because I felt fully aligned with what I was offering. And what that meant then was that I was really, it was much easier to sell them and get people on board because I was fully on board. On the flip side, it's really difficult to get people on board with a product or a service if your heart's not fully in it either. So that was a big turning point for me. The second thing is getting better at sales. So I guess that kind of follows on from the last one. I have always been that person that said, I'm no good at sales. So my first ever job was in a store at the age of 16. And one of the things we were meant to do was upsell people. So someone would come to the till with 
a certain product and then we would have to try and upsell them into different things and sell them insurance sell them a credit card and I hated it and again going back to the last point the reason I hated it was because I wasn't in alignment with what I was selling I actually didn't agree with the things that I was selling I didn't think they were a good idea for the customer so it wasn't in alignment and that's why I wasn't good at sales but I had in my head translated that into I can't sell and so when I was trying to run a business and get people on board with my services and products but I had this belief that I couldn't sell that mindset was really having a negative impact on my actual ability to sell because people pick up on that people pick up on how confident you are or aren't and it wasn't until I really focused on getting better at sales that I realized I am absolutely not just capable of this but actually I can be quite good at it and that that made a huge difference because if you can't sell your things you're constantly gonna feel like you're doing something wrong you might start offering different things and think that the product is the wrong thing you might think that your platform is wrong or that your branding is wrong and I see people all the time redoing all those things they think that those things are the problem when actually sometimes it's just that you need to be better at selling the thing that you're selling so getting better at sales was a huge thing for me and it's actually one of the reasons that I'm now going to be offering a sales course every year because sales is very it's viewed quite negatively and there are a lot of people doing sales courses and things where it's quite aggressive sales um, and that's not what I like that's not what we like so I'm much more about making sales that feels good for you that feels in alignment that feels easy because you fully believe in the thing that you're selling and therefore it's, it's easy to sell so I really wanted to put that and all of my lessons around that into a course which is what I'm doing this year so that's really exciting but getting better at sales was a massive thing for me the next thing was looking at what my personal success blueprint looks like so I do this with some of my clients sometimes where I say like if you were earning six figures what would your day look like if you viewed yourself as a CEO what would your day look like and it's always really interesting because usually what we think our day would look like if we were what we call successful is quite different from what our day actually looks like but a lot of the things that we think we would do if we were successful we could do now so an example for me is that in my head when I see the successful version of me I work out right I'm fit I'm healthy I get up at six in the morning and I get shit done but in reality what do I do I lie in bed till 10 I don't do any exercise haven't done since I was about 10 right and it's really clear to see that if it takes getting up early and being fit and healthy to be successful why am I not doing it so it's about looking at where you want to be and what person do you need to be to get where you're going and then are you actually doing those things can you be doing those things because a lot of the time the things that we think are going to make us successful are actually quite easy they are things like getting up in the morning exercising eating better and all those things I wasn't doing so getting back in touch with like my personal success blueprint was huge the next thing immerse yourself in sort of communities or groups of people who are already doing the things that you want to do now I found this one quite hard because I don't really know any business owners in real life um, I'm also a real introvert so 
networking events and just being around lots of people just terrifies me so I've spent a lot of my time having a business just at home plus we've obviously had COVID so a lot of my time has been spent either discussing business with my boyfriend or just sat in my office by myself so surrounding myself with people that I want to be like or who are doing things I want to do feels a little bit impossible for me at the moment so what I did instead was I surrounded myself by people in the form of like books and podcasts so I was really cautious of like what I was reading what I was listening to who I was following on Instagram and I surrounded myself with the people that I wanted to that I looked up to that I wanted to go on and do the things they'd done in kind of virtual form instead so a really good book that I read or that I'm still reading is uh, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss and this is really really good because it's got like the habits and lessons and teachings of lots and lots of successful people in one book so what I've been doing is I've been reading one chapter every morning and that makes me feel like I'm surrounded by successful people and yes it's in the form of a book but it doesn't really matter because I'm still soaking up lessons from them so that's been a huge thing so if you are not currently surrounding yourself with people that you want to be like or people that you look up to and you feel like you can't really because of things like COVID or any other situation, surround yourself with their, their books or their podcasts or their courses and stuff instead. So the next thing, you cannot fix a mindset problem with a physical solution, right? So like confidence, comparison, your money mindset, we've all got these different mindset problems and I think the great thing about business is that it brings them out of us, right? Well, it might be a great thing. You might not think it's a great thing, but I think business is really good at highlighting those mindset problems that we can push down in, in, our, in life normally. You know, you can go to work and go out with your friends and have a few drinks and you can kind of ignore the mindset problems. But when you're in your business, you can't really ignore them. And no amount of courses, templates, tech upgrades, is going to fix your mindset problem. So again, this links back into what I've said about sales. If you've got a problem with selling, or you've got a problem with being confident with what you're selling, you can't just keep taking sales courses. You can't just keep upgrading your sales system. You can't just outsource sales because you need to tackle the mindset problem first before you can just slap a physical solution on as a plaster. So the next one, is dream bigger than you think is possible. So if you keep saying to yourself, I'm gonna hit 5K months, 5K months is everything I want, you're only probably gonna hit 5K. Whereas if you keep saying, I'm gonna hit 10K, maybe you'd hit 10K. So be careful what you're telling yourself is your potential. Like having goals is great. And if your goal is 5K, amazing. But be aware that there is more beyond that. And if you're so focused on the 5K, you might completely miss the fact that you could have hit 20K. So this was a real thing for me because I had a, a conversation with my boyfriend towards the end of 2019. And I said to him, I'm, I'm going to try and hit 5K. And he was like, I don't know if that's possible. Um, and that just made me want to do it even more. And I became so obsessed with hitting 5K. And I just kept hitting four, you know, four and a half around that mark. And then I went from that to hitting 10K. And I was like, oh, that wasn't what I was going for. Now what do I do? And it completely threw me. And it made me feel so insecure and 
unstable because I hadn't prepared myself for that number. I had told myself that my max would be five. And when I hit five, everything would be happy and dandy. And then I went above that and I was like, okay, now I actually feel a little bit lost. I didn't really know what to do with that amount. Um, so don't forget that you are capable of more than you think you are. So the next thing, and this is actually something someone told me in a human design reading, um, and it was that you can't respond if you're not moving. So sometimes we feel really stuck because we can't make a decision in business. Perhaps you're deciding what to launch or whether to start a podcast or whether to get rid of a client that doesn't make you happy. And you feel so stuck in the decision that you don't make a decision. And then not making a decision puts you in an even more difficult situation because you feel lost, you feel stuck, you don't know what you're doing, and you can be stuck there for so long. And if you're not putting anything out there, two things happen. Your audience can't tell you if they like it, but also you can't see if you like it. So you want to be like testing out your energy with something. So if you're thinking about launching a podcast, Rather than sitting there for a year thinking, should I, shouldn't I, what are the pros, what are the cons? You need to just put it out there, try it. And firstly, how does it feel? Does it feel good? Are you excited about it? Or do you actually start and realize you hate it? Great, there you've got your answer. If it does feel good and you carry on and you put it out, you wait for your audience's response. Do you get good responses? Are people loving it? Great. Unless you do something, though, you can't tell if you like it and you can't tell if your audience like it. So you need to keep moving. Don't get stuck. Next is my, oh, this was a massive one for me, knowing that it's all about balance. So, you know, masculine and feminine, whether it's kind of like strategy and mindset, structure and like flowiness, there has to be a mix from my point of view. And I think if you've got too much flowiness and you're just like floating around day to day, maybe picking a, an affirmation card and picking a crystal, but you're not actually focusing on a strategy and you don't know where you're going and you don't know what you need to do to get where you're going, you're going to feel quite lost. On the flip side, if you're super, super focused on the strategy, but you don't do any of the fun stuff and you don't have any spontaneous moments and you don't follow your heart when you have this amazing new idea you're excited about, you're again going to feel stuck, but just in a different way. And I kept switching between the two. One minute I'd be super, super in my masculine. I'd be ticking off goals, ticking off tasks. It would all be about the finances. And I would just felt it didn't make me happy. I felt like something was missing. And then I would swap and I would be the complete opposite. And I'd just be going day to day. I'd lie in bed in the morning. I'd read lots of books. I would light my candles and I didn't have the strategy element. And again, I just felt like something was off. It took me a while to realize it's all a balance. You need both. And it's a, it's a work in progress too, because there will be days where the balance is off. And that's okay, as long as it's a balance overall. So next, you don't have to do things in the way you've been taught which feels a little bit weird for me as somebody who has always done everything in the way that I'm meant to. But if it feels right, you can break the rules. So if you have always been taught that you need to sell in a certain type of way, or you need to launch a new program in a certain type of way, and you believe that that's what you need to do, if it doesn't feel right, you don't have to do it. You need to go and do what feels good for you. Okay, so I was taught how to do launches. I was taught how to plan my year in advance. And then in December, I suddenly felt like I wanted to offer 
a spontaneous workshop. And I did it. You know, my passion was there. My enthusiasm was there. It just felt like the right thing to do. This, you know, this is where my balance was a bit more flowy. I didn't have a strategy here. I didn't have the structure. It was flowy, but it felt really good. It felt like the right thing to do. So I offered it and it sold out and it was really, really good. It was one of my favorite things I did all year. So again, that this they all link in together, all these different points, as you can see. But this comes back to the last point of it being a balance. That was great. But I also do need that structure when it comes to like planning my year ahead. I can't do everything spontaneously. But if you feel like breaking the rules and doing the occasional spontaneous thing because it feels good or doing something differently because it feels good, by all means, go and do it. Like it's your business. You can break the rules. And finally, stop being scared of annoying people. Right. And I see this so often, particularly on Instagram. People are scared to sell because they don't want to annoy anybody. They're scared to repeat their offers because they don't want to annoy people. They're scared to message somebody because they don't want to annoy people. But here's the thing, the people who think that you're annoying and who think, oh gosh, she's sullen again, they're probably not going to buy from you full stop. So they can go. The people who do want to buy from you statistically probably need to see your offer seven times before they'll buy it seven so if you're mentioning an offer once or twice or you're mentioning a service once or twice and you're confused about why people aren't buying from you they're not seeing your stuff enough so stop feeling annoying stop caring what people think about you which i know is so much easier said than done it's still a work in progress for me but you need to keep repeating it before people will even process what your offer is people are not just going to hear about it once and then go oh yeah okay Think about the way that you buy. How many times do you look at something before you buy? Very rarely do we go pick something, take it straight to the till and go, yep, I'm having this. There's usually a thought process. You might look at reviews. You might ask your friends about it. You might bookmark it and keep coming back to it over and over again. And then you buy, especially if it's higher ticket. So don't be surprised if you mention something once or twice and people don't check out. People need time and people need to keep seeing your offers. So those are my 10 things. Those are my 10 lessons that I really took on board last year, really implemented into the business. And ultimately, I really do believe they're the things that grew it so quickly. So I'll be going into this year doing the same and improving them all. Like I said, they're all a work in progress. These are absolutely not things I have absolutely nailed, ticked off the list, completed it. That's not how it is. It's a work in progress. And sometimes I forget them. Sometimes I, I mess up. But that's okay because we're all human and it's all about learning. As far as I'm concerned, there is no like good and bad. Everything is good because even if you do something and you think, oh, that wasn't the right thing to do or that wasn't the right decision that I made, it's a lesson. So therefore, there's a positive that comes out of it and you can then go and implement things in the future with that lesson in mind and, you know, that, that's a positive situation. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that gives you a little bit of an insight into what I did to grow the business this year. Um, hopefully I'll be back this time next year with another one. <laughs>